Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft, and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, coming to you live from the number 3.com Rivers Marine studio this morning. Matt Nelson running the board, and he's all by himself because Jacob Watson of Yamaha has now stepped into the studio. Good morning, Jacob. Good morning, Tom. It's good I, to be here. I'm glad you're here, man. Of course, Phil Spielgene, now now an old hand at both being on the boat and on radio, of course. Yes. I wonder, what is the length of this internship? At what point do I have to stop uh, we'll, paying you to hang out? We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Joey Pyburn, of course, and Joey's, Joey's dying. He's dying to talk about technique, so we're going to go into deepest, darkest, downrigger depth of detail. How's that? Well, let's cover the the uh, question about blowback, right? So that Absolutely. gentleman, I believe, is running a 15, 15 pound cannonball. Yep. He said he's you know in one hundred twenty feet of water, he's letting out one hundred thirty feet of of wire. He's fishing um, the hypotenuse of the right triangle, and and that is going to depend on your speed, your current, all that yeah. stuff. All Sometimes, right. you know, we're running eighteen pound balls, so uh, if we're fishing a hundred feet of water, mm, I'm I'm one. Like out at mid channel, I was usually going about one ten ish. I think we got to point out that we're not just fishing eighteens; we're fishing Zach Arneson's glow coated eighteen, state of the art, the best downrigger ball that ever was. Dude. Yeah, Those tin, they're tin, they're amazing. Tin shed marine, dude. Check yep. them out. And, and, and you get them. You can get them at Three Rivers Marine. Uh, you can get them up at Holiday Sports. Uh, go check them out. John's Sporting Goods. John's Sporting Goods too. Yeah. I uh, mine is pretty beat up. It but is. it's it's been with me. You, you've beat how your, long have I? Man, you've been beating your balls in the boulders ever since I've met you. <laughs> but that crazy. that particular ball, I've had. I think I've been running it for, I don't know, all at least yeah. all season. I probably had it <laughs> last. Season. It was up in it was up in Sitka, dude. And it's still <laughs> I strong. did lose it in Sitka. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and I can assure you, I lost several. Yeah, and and that's something too. And and, and that's so your experience, Phil, uh, uh, up in Sitka. Finding your way through, you know, through through downrigger fishing in unfamiliar waters with those awful black Canadian downriggers that I yep. can't I can't remember the name of right now because we fish American made cans right. on our boats, but but you know it's it's a different deal. But but also the way those are terminated as well, you're using crimps to terminate right. those. And the minute you slam a crimp on a on a wire, you've damaged the wire, right? And, and you've started electrolysis because of dissimilar metals. We use the cannon terminator. Which is a non-metallic, you know, connector except for the ball hook, but it also it electrically insulates the ball from the wire too, so the wire fishes better. And it, and it, you know, there's as you told me, and I learned there's a learning curve. You have to and lose dude, some downrigger balls. You're, gonna, you're not you're bottom gonna. bouncing correctly right. if you don't lose some some gear from time to time. And then, like we talk about consistently, that efficiency of being able to then turn that gear to offer the same presentation in the style I was doing before as quickly as I can consistently, that Terminator kit works really well for that. Well, and, and like what Tom said, it, it doesn't crimp the wire. Right. So I fished crimped wire for years on my uncle's boats, and I've had this experience. Hit the bottom, pink. Yeah, gone. Gone. Done. <laughs> right? And it breaks right at the crimp. With with those terminators, I I told you, mm-hmm. I how many of those cannon booms have I turned into? Yeah, 
like Boomer. a circle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the wire doesn't break and we get our cannonball back. Now we now we smoke a a cannon. Boom. Boom. But but, yeah, right. but then the way you avoid that is those cannons have a drag. Mm-hmm completely similar to the drag on your fishing reel. And so you just loose, you, you tighten those. It took those, me a couple years to, it, it, to learn. You just tighten those right. things up just to the point the ball stops. So then you have a protection built in so you don't fold booms, right? And and that, But then again, it's just it's part of the learning curve, and, and, and it's endless and it's challenging, but within that is the fascination that keeps you coming back, keeps you coming back. And then when you have a couple days on the water like we had the last oh, few days, man. man, it just it charges your batteries, Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely, it does, and you know, back to your question of, of learning and Sitka and learning those different types of gear. So there's, you can't have enough preparation. The hours that I spent just Google fishing, I yeah, call it, yeah, looking at the chart, yeah. saying this is the program I want to run. If the setup is this, this is this, and then I can't wait get to, to get back to Georgia. Yeah. I got the Cannon yeah. Downriggers coming for my for my walleye boat, and I'm going to troll deep for right. stripers. Is one thing we do there. Of course, it's not as complex of a thing, but it's the same type of situation. I can't wait to get out there and practice it. I think just Phil so is I trying to recreate salmon fishing by. by I am going. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's trying but, to, dude. Just I wait, I just want wait. my Yamaha product <laughs> development. Right. Guy fishing. I want him doing what I'm doing on the water because, you know, it, it, people say, well, experience is the best teacher. No, experience is the only teacher that teaches you valid points and things that you've experienced that you can turn into product improvements. When you're jumping into something that you don't know about. Yes. I don't know what I don't know. Bingo. And spending this time with you guys, now I'm scratching the surface of learning what do I need to know yeah. so then I can translate it to this brain trust of brilliant engineers and this manufacturing team we have that is second to none to turn these into products that guys like us out here, guys and gals like us use with our children, with our friends, you know, and it's just, you get, you, you, you can't, Greg experienced it. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with you. Oh yeah. I'll go with you. And you, you guys all heard him sit here. I want to do this forever. Yeah. I want so to go. We went from a guy that with Greg Sherrill, Sherrill, Sherrill Marine uh, was, you know, we met at the dock, and it's like, all right, it's 5 o'clock. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And it's like, no, they've got a bunch of boxes and stuff we want to look through. I go, no, no, mm. uh-uh, no. we got to catch a tide. we got to do this. And so, you know, basically I walked up and said, listen, we're under extreme time pressure here. Let's get on the boat and go. we got two days. Let's figure this stuff out. So his attitude was he was coming out here to test props. Joey and I, this is the first day of, of our Marine Area 9 and 10 opportunity that we haven't been on the water. Okay? Right. And, and it's killing us to death. It's just, I, I really and, and feel just, like yeah. I, I feel like I maybe pushed you farther than anyone has ever pushed you and then hopefully been allowed back on the boat watching the look on your face when we had to do that data back against the current oh. which was the opposite yeah. direction of where the yeah so, were. so so just, dude I was laughing so for hard our, for and those, for Tom our, just kept turning the boat uh, towards no. Port Townsend and then they go no 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 just one yeah, we got to do one more so and then Tom would straighten uh, the boat out killing me so, so, and we had friends that were just crushing them. So, so to test the props, we have to run one direction, you know, whatever you got to, you, and then you got to turn 90 degrees and run the other direction in the current. So you get both water right. flow conditions and everything. And that would you average those out. And that's what makes a valid test. When I was running towards mid channel and they told me I had to turn <laughs> around and run back to town, you might as well at that oh point have taken, gosh. have taken toothpicks that, uh, and stuffed them under each one of my fingernails. Of course it you know. It was brutal, dude. That was Brutal. the point. That yeah, was the I point my deodorant really, yeah. started to fail. Well, let's talk oh, about yeah. what happened when we got up there. Yeah, and, and, back, and back to technique. Okay. So, so basically, I want to cover this guy's question a little bit. The, the, the blowback issue with downrigger balls is, is completely dependent 
on the speed of your boat, as you as you mentioned, on the current, on the on your diameter of of your wire. Okay, but keep in mind. It's, it's a parabolic bend down back to the downrigger ball. So if you look at two telephone poles, the belly in that stretch of, of telephone line or power line, whatever, is called a quaternary. Okay? And, and remember, it's a parabolic bend back down to the ball. Is the ball right underneath your boat? No. It's a bit back. But that, that angle that you observe between the boom tip and the water does not exist all the way back down there. The ball is f- closer to the bottom of your boat. Otherwise, you would never, ever see a downrigger ball on your, on mm-hmm. your, on your sounder. Yep. Okay, so the only way to tell it, exactly how deep you are is if you're in 130 feet of water, go hit the bottom with your ball briefly and come back up and observe that depth at which you encounter bottom. Yeah, yeah, and I do that. That's the first yep. thing Good I goal. do. Every gold, day. The gold Run stand. it down, yep. boom, hit the bottom. And, and zero your counter yep. every day. I don't care what kind of I brand. zero mine yeah. 20 times a day. No, you, were four feet, you were four feet off at one point yesterday. Was, 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 hey, was, stay away. What are you doing looking at my... I can't help it because with the blue oh, yeah, with a Bluetooth right. display on the rear helm, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm aware of all that. Yeah, with the new. All right, well, I want, I want to talk a little bit about what you did yesterday that yeah. was super cool. Obviously, um, you know, the rig that I run ninety nine yes. percent of the time Which is people want to hear is, sure. you know, I'm running a a flasher board. Doesn't really matter. I don't think. I mean, sometimes I know it does, but I run the same one all the time. I, I did switch it up. I'm running a blue board. Now with Moon Jelly, it's something I've never ran before, and it's been lights out. And the Simon Magnetic Release. Yes, those releases are killer. Yeah. I love that. I think we're landing more fish because of I them. think so, too. And then I like to start with the leader length that you tie the leaders for me. Thank you. Uh, is six feet. You know? probably, probably six, or, five. Or, probably yeah, six five. Probably six five, fingertips to fingertips. Yeah. Yeah, so they're arms. long. Um, I can always cut them down. If they're too short, you can't make them any longer. Bingo. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yesterday, by the end of the day, I was running a six and a half foot leader, yeah. very long. Sometimes I run an eight foot, but I would say, you know, for most guys, start with six. Sometimes I cut that sucker down to 58, 58 inches. Um, but then Rise Davis, anchovy special heads, get them in a variety of colors. I, that does make a difference. I notice if I'm not getting bit, I change out the color of my head. Glow has been, been really, good. really good, been good to us. Glow has been good. And, and keep in mind, you need to rig this stuff in advance. Yes. Plop your behind down on the couch with your knitting bag next to you and crank these things out at home, and then they'll be right. If you have to tie them on the, on the boat, you're, you're not going to do it right. No. Speaking of not doing it right, somebody got too close to us and hooked one of our downrigger wires. And what we saw coming up, their gear was just abhorrent. Yeah. It was horrible. Okay. And, and so here, and here was the problem. They had a coho killer nine feet mm-hmm. behind a flasher. Mm-hmm. They had a coho killer nine feet behind a flasher. In no realm of salmon fishing is that effective, necessary, or even practical. If you, Even if you got a 10-and-a-half-foot rod, if you got a nine-foot leader and your flasher board's 11 inches, guess what you got between you and your fish? Ten feet that you can't reel in. Yeah. Okay? So, so And it was like 20-pound test. I, so look, every tail leader that we tie, the minimum we tie is thirty pound test. Okay, and and I even bought a spool of sixty up in Sitka. Okay, you these know. fish are not leader shy. No, the, the only reason I ever downsize my leader is if fishing is extremely difficult yep. and I want to get a better action out of my lure. Okay, um, but that rarely happens. I right. mean, these fish they're they're eating thirty pound test all day, no problem. You know, all our anchovies spoons uh, when we move up to 
50-pound test for our squid leaders, yeah. you know, our, our flasher squid setups. Um, but, and then Ryan, Ryan Bayless was up there yesterday. They caught most of their fit where they got a bunch of fish on um, a, the big number four Kingfisher herring aid spoon. They put a they put the eye on it like we do. <laughs> but then the other side of the boat was just as effective running red herring in yeah. the anchovy special head. And man, right now the fishing's so good. I'm very particular about my spin. Is if it's spinning, it's going yeah. down. Yeah, but spinning it's winning. Which is point. normally yeah. we we would no. never do that. Yeah. But these fish are so aggressive, it doesn't matter right and now. And there's a there's a turnover speed advantage too to fishing artificials. Because the you know, the time that, that Joey takes to get a herring right and send it down and, and early in the season we were doing really, really well using the middle down rigor. And I'm not like yesterday, I started putting it out and it's just, we, there's no way. There's no just way too fast. Can, it's curious. just too fast and the cross currents right. and everything else. It was fun yesterday to to, to roll up to put a holy roller down with Joey's flasher on the other side. Which that, that was the coolest that thing, thing of the day. Got, when you that when thing Tom got blow it up. Tom sitcatized those whole blue herring, they look so killer in the water. Now you have no flasher attached. It's just you and the fish. Fine. And he runs it down, and immediately that thing got blown up. Yeah, it's, it, and, and that's just, that's so much fun. And, and the, only, the only other thing that we haven't done with you, Phil Spiels, Jenny Yamaha, is, is actually gone mooching, vertical mooching. Right. And that's something that, that has been going on at Wilson and at no point. And Justin Wong in the, in, in the South Sound in Area 10 right now is an absolute master of, right? And, and mooching is that vertical technique that lets you encounter the bite, okay? So, so downrigger fishing is, is extremely effective, but the rod and hand techniques, the, the jigging, right, and, and mooching are so much fun. You have that direct connection, right? There the line and the finger, and you and, feel the nibble, and you mm-hmm, feel the bite. And yeah. It's just so much fun. And you know, back to your point of, of learning about gear, this, those nuances of, oh, I feel like I should run this longer leader to get it back here or do this. And, and you don't know, and you learn, and you learn, and you, and you get the, the more... You get more bites, you get more fish, right. and who would have thought? You know, it's well, it's simple math. The leader is ten feet long, and your rod is seven feet long. Because, because what happens when you quit reeling? <laughs> you get yelled at. You get, no, Tom no, yells at you. Co- no, coached, coach, coach, stop. Eh, coach. It's a lot. It's a lot of yelling. Yeah, it's, it's coach, coaching. Yeah. It's coaching. Hey, when you quit getting coached, that's when you. That's when you need to worry. And some All right, foul language. As well. well, oh, I'm sorry. Colorful. Oh, that's okay. Soliloquy. That's, yeah, that's yeah. 25 years in the fire department. We'll do that too. All right. I have no excuse. It's a paramilitary operation. It's not military. All right. Keep, keep that in mind. All right. Coming up next, a critically acclaimed award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. Puget Sound Hatchery Chinook update. Through July 24th, WDFW estimates 2,700 Chinook have been harvested in Marine Area 9, and the quota is 4,700, so we're 58% through that quota. Area 9 is now open seven days a week for Chinook through August 15th, or until we burn that remaining quota. In Area 10, the number is over 3,900 available, and we're only 14% there. Area 10, excuse me, Area 10, uh, is the, the quota is 39, and we're only 14% there. Area 10 remains open through August. Area 6, the Straits, and Area 7, the San Juans, are now closed for salmon angling until September 15th, when both areas will reopen for hatchery coho through September. This summer's record return of sockeye salmon to the Columbia River has found its way to the north-central region, and that sockeye fishing will indeed open on Lake Wenatchee and the Wenatchee River. The escapement goal of 23,000 sockeye passing over Tumwater Dam and on the Wenatchee River has already been met with thousands more expected available for harvest. 
The Lake Wenatchee fishery opened Thursday and will run through August 31st with a daily limit of four sockeye. Anglers must release all bull trout, steelhead, and chinook salmon. Selective gear rules are in effect, and two-pole fishing is allowed with a valid two-pole endorsement. The best action is usually at the top of the lake between the Little Wenatchee and the White Rivers. Look for schools on your sounder and drop the trolling motor into neutral and let your dodger swing down through the schools of sockeye. When the eastern Washington sun hits the water, drop your gear down deeper, focusing on the shady southern shoreline. Recreational sport crabbing is in full swing, and here's the drill. Summer crab, crab season in marine areas 4, 5, 6, four, five, six 8, and 9 are uh, opened up on July 1st. It's open through September 5th, Thursday through Mondays. Marine Area 7 South open July 14th, runs through September 30th, Thursday through Monday. Marine Area 10 is open through September 5th, Sunday and Mondays only. Marine Area 11 Vashon is open through August 30th, Sundays and Mondays only. Marine Area 12 Hood Canal north of AOC is open through September 5th, Thursdays through Mondays. The daily limit throughout Puget Sound is five dungies, males only. Hard shell condition with a minimum carapace width of six and a quarter inches. Summer seasons for the upcoming fisheries are also posted on wdfw.wa.gov. Closing the nearshore fishery off Marine Area 1 Iwako has the intended effect of dampening the Chinook harvest. And to date, the Chinook catch of 2,700 Chinook is 35% of the Area 1 guideline. Coho remains white hot with 2,600 anglers bagging 4,460 coho for a 1.77 fish per rod average. Marine Area 2 Westport reported 3,040 anglers with a 15 Chinook and 2,800 coho for a 1.41 fish per rod pace. La Push is, is, <laughs> is lightly attended, only 88 anglers, and they average 1.1 fish per rod and a lot of elbow room out there. Marine Area 4, Nia Bay, that Chinook fishery was paused after 61% of the quota was caught in only 41, 14 days. Nia Bay has, is reopened as of July 25th, west of Vanilla Tattoo Line, for two fish, one Chinook and one Hatchery Coho. And then on August 1, Area 4 East will open for two Clipped Coho. This is one of the best Chinook years in several years, so get out there and get yours. Baker Lake Sockeye, hold on to your Dodgers because after, <laughs> as of July 28th, there's 11,500 Sockeye thinning around Baker Lake. This is the largest abundance of silver year, so don't miss out. To get these spectacular eating Sockeye to bite, look for schooling fish in your sounder and troll slowly at 25, 35 feet at first light with a Les Davis Ott Dodger 12-inch leader to a bear hook with a Mylar teaser. Expect that best action in this fishery right now because by mid-August, these rapidly maturing sockeye will become less aggressive and their table quality will de- decline a bit. So get up to Baker Lake as soon as you can. The famous and infamous Bowie 10 fishery opens Monday morning, and it's a date that anglers from all around the region have circled on their calendar. On August 1st, the Lower Columbia Fisheries Control Zone, also known as Bowie 10, is open for business. On the hill, heels of last year's half a million returning Chinook salmon, we're looking at another 500,000 returning Chinook and 1.2 million coho being forecast to return this year. So in other words, it's going to be epic. Things have tightened up a bit since last year, so here's the drill. August 1st through the 24th, two hatchery sh- salmon daily limit, only one Chinook. Followed by all Chinook from August 25th through September 7th, a three hatchery mark coho daily limit begins on september 8th through the 30th stay tuned for eric lindy's rundown on this fishery in the next segment or tune into our podcast on theoutdoorline.com the northwest outdoor report has been brought to you by les schwab tires find the best in tires brakes wheels batteries shocks struts and more at les schwab.com there's not a lot 
about that buoy tan fishery or the Columbia River in general that I haven't learned from Eric Lindy. Yeah. And he's just he's abs- a master. Dude. And and absolutely one of my favorite people. Um we get to go down and, and um uh, Row Robinson R V Fish co- Camp. Fish Camp. Fish Camp opens up on, on the tenth, so we'll be down um, we'll be down there the morning of the tenth. Yes. And get the boat in the water and, and, and start our, our, our buoy tan. That's so after a summer of looking at downrigger bites. Now, some of those downrigger bites have been more violent, too, you know, just, just as of recently. But to watch these Chinook on a short shot of line try to rip the rod out of the rod holder, dude, I'll never get sick of watching that. No, they bl- it blows up. I mean, it's, it's violent. And be- like you said, the water's warm, and, and you're fishing shallow water, so there's really nowhere for those fish to go. They can't go down. They got to go out straight away from the boat and they go fast and it's chaotic. You guys think that mid channel is, there's a lot of boats. <laughs> Buoy 10, you just, you it's, never stop seeing boats. It's an order you, of As far as you dude. can look, there's boats. I mean, the first, I fished it for the first time in 2019 with Tom and I was just in awe. I was just like, "Whoa! This is what this is where I should have been my whole life." The, the civility, I, and I will oh. applaud everyone up in this area. The civility that the uh, anglers and boatsmen have in this area, area with each other is unprecedented. You you do that. You put that many serious anglers in one piece of water anywhere else in the world, and I know there's there's friction here. We we in, we enjoyed a little bit of friction with some other people creeping in on us yesterday and not paying attention to what they were doing. But by and large, I will applaud everyone here. Yeah, dude, yeah. It's, it's a it's a fantastic environment to bring yourself. It is, and, and and it's and it's 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 very very unique to this region, which is you know why you know we absolutely want to keep fighting and preserve our Puget Sound Chinook opportunity because it's a special special thing. Yeah. And when you when you got a Greg Sherrill coming in and he's never really even fished before, and now he's talking about buying rods and buying reels and everything, you know, it's because every day is not not the, you know, a, a Friday in late right. July here right. in the Pacific Northwest. I think we changed his whole oh, outlook dude. on food also. We, yeah. He was, this morning before the show, he was like, I, I've, I, I've never brought food that I've caught myself home. I, you know, I go to the store and I buy it. He goes, now I'm thinking about hunting. And I'm oh, like, okay, just, I can really, easy. I can really <laughs> mess your life up if you want me to. Yeah. Joey and I have not been good for each other because I mean, we just, you know, hammer, you know, hammer, 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 but you, yeah, Greg Sherrill, the, the, you know, the, the same. We're st- like when two al- like alcoholics yeah, meet and then right. they just go on a bender. <laughs> we've been on a, we've, we're going on a four year bender. bender. Yeah. No, there's just no end in sight. And, and this next guy is absolutely a salmon pusher. He is, he is Eric Lindy. He just ha- is a wealth of knowledge on the Columbia River, and he's next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 7th and, and the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Well, I don't get this guy in my wheelhouse often enough, but, uh, but he's on the radio right now, and he is the source of more great information on the Columbia River and off the Columbia River Bar, and he's Eric Lindy. Log on to EasyMarine.com for his anchoring products and hit EricLindyFishing.com for a for a guided experience you'll never forget. Welcome to the show, my dear friend Eric Lindy, and how are you? Morning, buddy. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Doing great. And you're, having you on the show is just like having a warm interview blanket, buddy. So uh, well, that's good. All right. How can I help you today? Well, I want it. Well, first, let's let's go. What's open right now? You're uh, you're you're seeing um, some pretty okay, fair to good coho angling. I mean, off it's the, 
It's, it's, it's okay. It's so-so, right? Yeah. So how is it off the field? I think it's better than so-so. It's good. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah, we're getting done early every day. I mean, it's it's been really good. The charter boats, uh, they get out there bright and early, getting over that bar on certain tides, and they're they're coming in about the time I get out there. That's how good it is. It's It's been lights out, I would say. Very good. And we talked the other day, and you said it's been pretty fun to watch those coho grow, and they're 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 pushing that six six and a half pound class now. Yeah, I mean it's a lot more consistent size. We were getting a lot of little dinks, you know, short ones, twenty, twenty two inch, you know, Montana trout basically, and <laughs> and uh, and they've really, you know, I've, in the last week I've seen uh, the size is definitely getting bigger and more consistent. It's it's kind of cool to watch. Well, so there's been a good fishery, been solid. Probably well, probably not a lot of long days on the water right now, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, WDFW reported on their last over to 2,600 anglers with 4,500 coho for a <laughs> 1.77 rod. Dude, that's limits for the house, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been good. If you can get, once you get on them, and actually, <clears throat> excuse me, I went out the other day in the fog and kind of, I won't say I was lost. I knew where I was, but I couldn't find everybody else. So I just put them down and I, I just put them down. And I'm not kidding you. I was like the only boat on the ocean. I'm looking around and it's kind of an eerie feeling when you're like five miles offshore in an open boat and there's nobody around and, and they're still biting. We got a limit right there. I didn't have to go any further and we just ran in. I was just out there in 200 feet of water, just trolling around, catching them. So so divers, um, divers and chovies. What, what's the what's yeah, the gear choice? Yeah, all the you know, really all above. What I've been doing uh, is I'm just running uh, four rods with triangle flashers, and oh, then I run man. a pro troll in the front with a spin fish on it, and uh, and it's been working really good. I got a pro troll out there to kind of bring them in, and then my my baits have actually been getting bit pretty darn good. It's I'm I'm hard to get away from a herring, but oh yeah, but uh, they they've been getting bit good. The anchovies been getting bit good. You know, twenty. I'm putting 25 feet of line out in the back, 20 feet out on the sides with six teams, and and it's it's been fishing really good. And I so mean, that, that just, the, the the fishery shaping in Iwako Marine Area One that that took place a couple of weeks ago basically closed down that beach fishery. Um, just, so you got to run out to the CR buoy, you know, over the bar. So three miles out. Yeah, is that? It's three miles. It's yeah. uh it we, we get out past it it's it has nothing to do with miles, but we get right. to buoy three on what they call the green line or the north northern line of uh of buoys at the entrance there. Out by buoy three and beyond you're good to go and they're just I you know, I gotta be honest with you, from my standpoint, it's not a, that bad of a deal that they're that they're closing that right now. It's just preserving our season is is how I feel about it. And we're still getting kings. I got one out at the CR the other day, and they're when you go farther north, I'm I'm not running very far just because because of my boat, and it can, it's been easy to get silvers right out there. But the guys up north of us, are, or if they run up say ten, twelve miles north, have still been catching kings out at three miles. So, and I keep seeing pictures coming from maybe maybe Westport. Is Westport still open up there yeah, for kings? Westport's or? yeah, Westport's doing really really well, dude. And of course that that beach fishery is up there now. Westport to preserve their quota has gone down to five days a week. But they uh, they reported uh, last week, you know, three thousand anglers with fifteen hundred chinook and twenty eight hundred coho, and that's a fish and a half a rod. I mean, come on, yeah. there, there's more coming. Yeah. And what I, and I'm hearing yeah. I'm hearing about URBs too. I'm hearing as much of guys catching URBs out of Westport as I am Tule's, which which is wonderful because one of the reasons that the fishery at Bowie Ten is going to look different this year is that we are selective on chinook until what Joey the twenty eighth. 
Yeah. 24th. 24th, 24th. Yeah, 24th. You're right. On the 25th, it's it's any Chinook, uh-huh. the 24th of August. But right now, we're looking at a fin clip fishery at Bowie 10. So, since we're talking about Bowie 10, which opens up Monday. Hey, Eric Lindy, what are you doing on Monday? I'm, I'll be over there on the, below the bridge trolling downhill <laughs> on an outgoing tie, it sounds like to me. Right. That's where I'm going to start. I mean, I've, I don't know. Well, I'm just going to go back to what we're, has worked in years past. And uh, you get over on the Washington side, up on the sand side. So, you got the washington bank and then you have a channel there and it comes back up on and desdemona sands is in the middle of the river uh differentiates the washington channel from the oregon channel but we're gonna be up on that sand probably 30 feet of water trolling downhill uh, and hopefully bump into some fish there i i I gotta believe it's gonna be good with nobody's really been out i'm going out today and put some lines down i got a new fish finder i I lost all my marks oh you're kidding me I, no, oh, I, right. we got watered out at the Wind River there. It was just pouring this spring. And, <laughs> so I'm going to go out and put my lines down today and uh, actually might put – I can you can fish above the Megler Bridge uh, right now, so I'll have an incoming tide later today, and I might just put a pro oh, troll. Nice. okay. So I, I would guess on Monday, if I know you, you're going to be running cut plug blue herring probably, correct? <laughs> yes, sir, I am yeah. exactly what I'm running. Guess what? We are processing herring. Um, we've, we've been processing, um, I thought the last was, couple of weeks. was a secret. Well, we, so, we've piled up enough blue that I'm going to start getting some out there. So when we come down, I'll be bringing you some, some new fresh blue that were just pulled out of the pen last week. I can, I can personally, from personal experience, tell you that they're biting the bellies right out of these things, dude. I, 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 <laughs> I don't, I don't think we put a bait down yesterday that didn't get bit. I ran I through, mean, I ran through. Three dozen yeah. baits on my side of the boat, and you went through. It, it, I don't know how many on your a side. Dozen and a half, easy man. It just really it was hammer time. It was. It's, dude. I, I'm telling you, it's it, it's exciting to me to see our fisheries rebound on you know and and, and have the ocean so productive, and and look at what's going on in the Columbia River right now with regard to the jacks and the and the jack count right now is 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 ahead of the 10-year average so that it indicates next year's the heart of next year's run is cranking too and we got a big snowpack on the columbia river so the river temperatures are going to be down we're not going to experience a pre-spawn mortality because we have river temperatures and, and there's enough water in them that's coming down the mountains right now that the, that the columbia is free flowing i mean dude you got to be fired up too and, and i mean monday morning dude i wish i was in your boat on monday morning eric lindy I think it could be good. I, I, I tell you, uh, I, I can't remember a time when we've had well, – let me back up. I can remember a time <laughs> when we had it like this out, out here, but it's been a while. Been a while. You know, and been a while. We kind of suffered through the ocean conditions when I was in Alaska, and now sure. you can just see it improving every year. And uh, and the jack counts from last year were phenomenal. I think the, the, the government's just being very, very conservative on these estimates. I might might be wrong, but it was that way with the springers. It was that way with the uh, summer fish, and hopefully well, it follows with these fall fish. And go ahead, I'm sorry. No, know. not at all. I just I, I'm, I couldn't agree with you more. And and, and the, just a simple fact of the matter is, you know, it, 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 estimating these runs and, and, and you know you got to compile a lot of parameters and stuff it into a run model. But every single time we have rebounding or increasing stocks, that run forecast is low. Every time we have declining stocks, that run forecast is high. And so. On the heels of what was uh, nearly a half a million Chinook, fall Chinook forecast in the Columbia last year, now we have in excess of a half a million. And now we have in excess of a million coho coming into the mouth of Columbia. 
and I just can't wait to get down there and hang out with you at fish camp. It's gonna, it, but I'm gonna warn you right now, if Kevin Gogan's coming down for day one, dude. He can't wait either. He's gonna, that, yeah, yeah. So that'd be good. I mean, it's it's kind of like the kickoff. We should have fireworks or something <laughs> yeah. like deadliest catch. Don't say that, or <laughs> we, we, there will be fireworks. <laughs> Bring fireworks. I think yeah. uh, Linda Lee would love that. Um, <laughs> Hey, uh, one other thing I want to point out to you, you know, the last couple of years, I've been, I'm always down here on this opener and, right. and, uh, you know, I didn't, I actually fared pretty well on these hatchery fish last year, early in the season. And a lot of them, they say are two leads, which they may be, but these are early fresh fish coming in. I mean, they, they, they cut beautiful. I mean, the, the hatchery fish are not that, that bad or really, really, we had a lot of days where we got all our hatchery fish. So I'm not that. I'm not that uh, worried about that whole thing. I think it'll and, be good fishing, and 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 we'll have an opportunity to get limits. And so, what you're referring to is regulation change on the river. Last year, from the opener, we could keep any Chinook, but only hatchery coho. This year, Correct. it's it's a clip fin drill right through the 24th. And and you know what, dude, it doesn't really bother me either. I mean, I I but the, then the other thing is. It's going to prolong the season because the constraining stock this year, as it perennially is, are the tules or Lower Columbia spawners, right? And we want to harvest the hatchery tules. If you get a tule and it's fin clipped, whack it. And 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 people for years have been saying, "Listen, let the wild tules go. Let them go. Let them go." We need because we definitely need to uh, keep those guys in the streams to keep them spawning. But uh, yeah, man, I'm fired up. I can't wait to get down there and 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 fish with you, buddy, and and uh, you know do some more learning. But you. It the decision or whether or not to go on the opener for a lot of years was ah well they're not going to be there dude you you've killed me the last three years on the opener because you've been down there and every single day you this fishery for the last three years from the from the starting gun has been hammer time and how can you be less than enthusiastic with a white hot action that's going three miles offshore right now they closed the beach because they were catching so many kings hmm where are all those kings heading Eric Lindy. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I, I think uh, with the tides we have, actually, it's uh, couldn't be setting up better. I mean, I think it'll be. I think it'll. It, I'm, I'm real anxious to get out there and try it. I'm, I'm definitely. And you got a plan B. You know, if things go gunny bag on you, you can always run out in the ocean too. So the ocean's been so flat and beautiful. It's just been awesome. Yeah, but it's been a great summer, dude. It's, yeah, I, I can't wait to get down there. That it's such a fun hang too. Yeah, just the, whole yeah the whole vibe thing. down yeah. there. I love fish camp. I like being able to bounce over to Eric's and go dig around and <laughs> look at all his stuff. We, we, so we got we got Phil Spielsey and, and 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 Jacob Watson of Yamaha in the studio right here. And we so Eric's been a Yamaha guy for for years and years and years. But we we dig in there and, and you know he was always picking on me when I was running two strokes right. But but we we Eric has an RV next to ours, and so we go dig through his tackle box and we dig through his bait and his and, <laughs> and dig, dig through his brain. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. for all kinds of goods. Oh yeah, dude. dude. Eric's the guy. He's the mad. Uh, flasher scientist. He's got all kinds of flasher tape, and he's experimenting with this, experimenting with that. Well, I've been over here taking notes. Oh, you <laughs> Thank you very much for the waypoints. I got a new one here. that's just killing it, man. I got a new one that's just killing oh, okay. it. Okay, all right. Build a new one for me, and don't show Joey, okay? Okay. All right, good, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Oh, wait, Joey, Joey, you got Bay, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah, there wow. you go, Tom. Huh. Wow. What, do you, what do you bring right. to the table, Tom? Filet knife in the heart right there. <laughs> I, I have fun, I have funny stories. That's what I bring to the table. I bring I bring a Duckworth with Yamaha power on the back of it. That's, That's what, what you, I bring. Yes, to bring. you do. All right, brother. Well, you give, you owe me a report on 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 Monday morning, buddy. And good luck, Eric Lindy. I'll do it, bud. Thank hey, you what, guys what's much for having me on? What's new and exciting on EasyMarine.com? 
You know, uh, that anchor, that halibut anchor rig that you ran up there in Alaska that we built yes, uh, has yes. gone. I've, I've got it on a few boats. We're just testing that, getting that dialed in. But that that's probably the, the newest thing. I think that's going to be a really good one for us. And when I get these guys out of here anchoring. When I get some time to edit video, we actually got a really good drone video this year of the whole anchor pulling process with that that leash that uh, snaps on the float. You got a big um, Dutchman and snap it on a seine ring and pull your anchor up. And, you know, we did that in 400 feet. We did it in 500 feet. We did it in 640 feet. And, and it's going to be a great video. We're uh, we're going we're gonna to share that. And, and a lot of that's because of you at Easy Marine. Eric Lindy, we'll see you soon, my brother. And thanks for your time this morning. Uh, thank you, guys. Take care now. Go right, get him, buddy. Talk to you soon. Coming up next, the hottest report heard all week and the techniques you need to succeed. It's RoeRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island of Tinny and Delay. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean Journey Red. Hey, man. Can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to head north to the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center in Smoky Point, the number one Winnebago dealer in the Northwest. You're going to find a complete selection of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, tour haulers, pop-ups, campers, and the new Winnebago Revel. Roads are now more of a suggestion. Check that out at more. Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. Hey, Joey. What's up? Just, just, just go find a body of water, <laughs> dump your boat in it, whether it's Baker Lake yeah. or it's Brewster Pool or it's Lake, Lake Wenatchee. Wenatchee. Um, or the Puget Sound, because yeah. right now Dude. the the Chinook fishing in Puget Sound is better than I've seen it in a long time. Uh, I'm I got guys checking in from down in area ten. Matt Chandler checking in, released some really nice wild fish. Lost a couple more, got a couple in the box. The guys up at Mid Channel right yep. now, it's just starting to kind of set up. They're at first they're like, it's it's really slow up here. They're not here, and I'm like, no, 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 no. This settle a, down. That's it's the current, it's, dude. It's yeah. hasn't set up yet, and now it's starting to set up. And and guys, my phone is just blowing up. They're starting to hook fish. Oh, you um, know, you, area nine ten is on fire right just, now. We should just we have to turn the phones off because people are just mean to us. We're in the, we're in the studio doing this. It's just just brutal. But yeah, it, it, it's you know. Well, trust we, me, we're so mean, we're mean us, to them while we're there out is. there. All of us together, you know, Jacob and Phil and and you, Joey, myself, we're, we got to fish Sitka together and and grind on them. Okay, and it was and it was a grind for, it was for Chinook. It, it was. It was. And and then you know we we've you know fished a lot of different areas, but to have a Chinook bite like that. You know, we fished mid channel before, and even last year it was it was tougher. But to drop in to that, oh, organized chaos. Yeah, I mean, it's just lightly organized, lightly organized, loose yeah. chaos. It's just a phenomenal bite. Every drag we had something happening left or right side. It didn't matter. It was just a variety that you look for that that just keeps you out there excited. And and then as we ground through it, the quality of fish improved yeah. we started finding yeah. better fish you just got to spend a little bit of time down in there you don't get discouraged with a couple little ones just keep grinding in there you know yeah. the, you know the routine and that was what was surprising to me was the grade of fish that it would just it improved so drastically from from thursday to friday but that's the cool thing about where Mid- we're yeah. fishing up there in mid-channel those fish are there's there's new batches of fish yep. coming around the corner at point wilson every, every hour day. Yeah. every day there's new fish coming around the corner there could be 
a big batch of 20 pounders, <laughs> there could be. 30 and pounders right, roll yeah, around the corner yeah. at any time. And that, that fishery could blow up and guys will be tangled up and wrapped around downriggers <laughs> and fish flying all over the place. Yeah. Totally chaos. I, and, I love really, I love it. I really, love every I'm minute. Really, really sorry that you guys had to go buy coolers at Harbor Marine yesterday, and, and you're uh, you're taking those back to you're taking those back to Georgia this morning. I'm proud to announce that there's a trend, <laughs> and now I need to <laughs> adjust my supplies and my support structure to support these. Uh, honey, I need you to take the popsicles out of the freezer. I have some more fish. Oh man, yeah. Forget the shrimp, honey. I'm coming home with the crabs. Here we go. For Jacob Watson from from Yamaha, Phil Spielgene, thanks for coming in today, dude. It was, it was fun. It was the whole thing was just a gas, man. Always a pleasure. Everybody out here, just I love coming out here. Keep grinding and keep supporting this fishery and doing Absolutely. everything you do to keep us going. You Amazing it? couple of days fishing no with you qu- guys. No question. You missed any of the show? Jump on minorthwest.com, Download that Apple Podcast app. Hit the outdoorline.com for uh, for complete podcasts. Uh, give us a follow on social media at Joey Pyburn at Rob Ensley on Instagram at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for Matt Nelson behind the scenes right there. Uh, Joe Pyburn, Jacob Watson, Phil Spielgini, Yamaha. Thanks again. This is Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.